0: So de Scipoli and welcome again to another episode of Latin and Layman's. It's been a bit, I've taken quite a bit of a hiatus. I went and visited my family down in Santa Fe, um, you know, celebrated my brother's birthday, celebrated being with my family, all in general, celebrated my birthday, having a quarter-life crisis. I'm already 28 at this point. It just... My birthday's just another day at this point. In fact, you know, hopefully once I hit 30, it's just going to kind of go back and back and back and back. So once I hit 30, every year thereafter, I'm just going to go back to 29, 28, 27. So uh, good God, I can't believe I'm almost 30. Anyways, what we're going to do today is I'm going to take a bunch of mathematical terms and we're going to etymologize as well as discuss their actual definitions. These are more highfalutin. Uh, mathematical terms. So, uh, I'm going to go into the depths of them. So, if you're curious, if you want to learn a little bit more about these terms, um, in fact, I'll give you a few already. We're going to go into abelian, an abelian group, if you don't know what that is. Um, how about calculus, for instance, both the etymology uh, as well as the actual definition, uh, topology as well. Um, we also have homo- homomorphism. Fractal. So if you're interested, I would love to have you join me in this endeavor because a lot of them are quite um, nuanced for me, and I actually hadn't known quite a few of these. So I learned quite a bit doing my research and compiling this little episode for us to uh, to dive right on into. So without further ado, I just want to shout out whoever did. Thank you so very much we brought our rating up on spotify from 4.4 to 4.5 meaning that we brought that 38 ratings to a total of 39 so whoever did that i thank you i appreciate you and i wish i could shout you out further but you know what hit me up if you're the last person that rated this um, spotify this podcast Hit me up, li- liamconnerly at gmail.com, liam, L-I-A-M-C-O-N-N-E-R-L-Y at gmail.com, um, all lowercase. Or you can hit me up at Laymans at gmail.com, same thing, all lowercase, excuse me, L-A-T-I-N-I-N-L-A-Y-M-A-N-S at gmail.com. So without further ado, let's dive on into it. Alrighty, let's dive right on into it. So an Abelian group, its actual definition, an Abelian group named after Niels Hendrik Abel, which is a group in which the binary operation is communicative, meaning that for all elements A and B in the group, aka A times B equals B times A, if that makes any sense to you. Etymologically and its derivation. The term abelian plays homage to that Norwegian mathematician that I mentioned before, Niels Abel, Henrik Abel, who made significant contributions to the theory of equations and group theory. So the word abelian is derived from the Latin word abelius, uh, signifying Abel's enduring legacy, essentially. That, that's my sussing of it, at least. The true essence of an Abelian group resides in its intrinsic symmetry as elements dance in the realm of communicativity as well as commutivity, um, which is an intricate choreography unveiled by Abel's intellectual insights. Sorry, I made it a little highfalutin because, uh, you know what, I was just... I thought I was doing some kind of fancy-dancy words. I thought I'd kind of go a little bit deeper into the reads. But if you um, have ever heard of an Abelian group, it's known for that binary process as being very, um, yeah, in group theory. Theories in equations in group theory, however. Um, Euclidean geometry. So it's actual definition, Euclidean geometry, which was introduced by the ancient greek math- mathematician euclid uh in the branch of math mathematics that deals with properties relationships and measurements of points lines angles and surfaces in the planes and spaces of our world essentially that's what geometry means geo meaning earth metry coming from metron referring to measurement and or length so geometry just refers to the measurement of the earth and in this case euclid made a lot of um uh, contributions to it as such. Um, he actually had five postulates within geometry. So etymologically, the definition and derivation from Euclidean geometry, Euclidean honors the that legendary Greek mathematician. Um, it's rooted in the Greek term Euclides, which it resonates with a man's enduring dedication in the exploration of space essentially he was very much tied to the stars um, the true spirit of Luke- euclidean geometry beckons us to kind of grasp the foundational truths laid down by euclid himself fostering the flourishing of logical harmony in the domain of spaces and shapes and our our spatial awareness and Everything, all the angles around us, look at us. I'm looking at an angle right now because I'm seeing the the angle of a wall, the 90 degrees that it makes there, that perpendicular angle. Per meaning uh, through, pendo meaning to hang. Hang through essentially is what perpendicular means. Not sure if that one makes a lot of sense. Um, Hypotenuse makes a little bit more sense because hypo means below and tenus means to hold. The hypotenuse, or well, more so to stretch in this case, This is where we get tension from. So hypotenuse really just refers to what's stretched beneath or below, essentially, what? Well, in this case, what's opposite of the hypotenuse? The right angle. So that's what is being stretched, right? The hypotenuse is the line that is stretched between point A and point B that creates that perpendicular angle, that 90 degree angle which makes the hypotenuse, a.k.a. the where we find the Pythagorean Theorem and all that good stuff. And I am going on a tangent. I got to get back to it with calculus here. Calculus is a branch of mathematics that explores the concepts of limits, derivatives, integrals, infinite series, of which that really wrecked me in calculus. Derivatives and, and integrals make a lot of sense to me and as well as enabling the analysis of change and accumulation in various contexts. I'm, I'm, I'm a very mathematical-oriented mind. When I did linear algebra, however, I realized that I'm not super math-oriented because that just didn't really make a lot of sense to me. But give me a plug-and-chug, give me formulas, give me equations, give me patterns, give me um, things to kind of defer to and i am good to go so the etymological definition and derivation of calculus emerges from the latin calculus which is dimin- diminutive of calx uh which means a small stone which is used in counting calculations it's also where we get calculus like a small stone like you know when you get calculus in between your teeth when you go to the dentist and you get your teeth cleaned calculus small stones essentially that it, yeah There we go. It was birthed by the minds of Newton and Leibniz, I forget how to pronounce his name correctly, who sculpted uh, this art of calculation to harness the elusive infinitesimal, in my opinion, right? That's kind of what derivatives are, integrals are. You know, you're approaching infinity, but you never actually reach it. The true essence of calculus lies in the delicate interplay between the infinitesimal and the infinite. Infinite where the mind traverses the bounds of understanding uh, the grasp and to grasp the profound nature of change. That's what calculus is. Calculus got us to the moon, y'all. It's rockin' awesome. Next one, topology. Topology is the field of mathematics that examines the properties of space that are preserved under continuous deformations, including concepts like continuity, convergence, compactness, connectedness. I mean, even when I look at convergence, for instance, you can etymologize that con meaning with Virgo meaning, or where go meaning really to turn. So convergence means to turn with essentially, it's also where we get conversation, uh, although a little bit different in that case, connectedness. However, con meaning with Necto Nectare means to bind connectedness means to bind with, um, Anyways, etymologically, and its derivation of such, topology emerges from the Greek roots topos, meaning place, and logos, meaning to study, a testament to the exploration of spatial relations, so to to, to study space and or place in this case. Lots of rhyming there, not meaning to make that happen, but hey, you know what? Call me D-O-W-G and this is a of its true essence resides in the intimate scrutiny of shapes, the shape's essence rather, beyond rigid per- parameters and or measurements. Topology, like a philosophical musing, seeks the underlying essence as it captures the essence of space's malleability under the artist's touch of continuous tr- transformations. How do you like that? That was all written by me. Um, Yeah, I, I, I wanted it. you know, it's been a while I wanted to, do a fun, cool one. And maybe you guys can really get some good information from this because these are cool concepts. And I was kind of in this mode because I was also thinking about seeing Oppenheimer recently. And yeah, rocking awesome. Anyways, next one that we'll get into here, eigenvalue. So eigenvalue in linear algebra, never understood this really. an eigenvalue of a matrix represents a scalar value that characterizes how a matrix transforms a vector, with the vector only scaling by the eigenvalue during the transformation. Etymologically, eigenvalue springs from the German eigen, meaning inherent or intrinsic, and value. So intrinsic value is where that comes from. It's coming from the Germans. Germans really did a lot in that linear algebra stuff. It encapsulates the distinctive nature of values that a matrix uniquely possesses, much like a signature of its intrinsic behavior. So the true spirit of eigenvalues resides in recognizing the essence of transforming and or transformation, where a matrix fundamental nature manifests itself through these distinctive features revealing the very fabric of mathematical structure. See how language and mathematics can play such harmonious—I uh, don't know—euphony, symphonies. Anyways, next one there after eigenvalue, value homomorphism. Homomorphism is a structure-preserving map between two algebraic structures, such as a group, such as groups rather rings or vector spaces that preserves the operations and relationships between elements. Etymologically, homomorphism finds its roots in the Greek, homos meaning same, and morphe meaning form and or shape. So same shape, same form. The term embodies the lofty concept of maintaining similarity, preserving the integrity of structures across, across mathematical realms. In its true sense, a homomorphism is a bridge between worlds, a guardian of structure that harmoniously translates a mathematical language of one realm into another, all while upholding the essence of the original patterns. If that makes any sense, try to make that as much of a, you know, because math is you know, we say math is very objective and it is in a way, but you know what? It came from minds. They came from speculation. It came from testing and testing and retesting. And as I've said before in the past, how science is such a beautiful discipline because it seeks to prove itself wrong. And I feel like science and math are very, very correlated and they go hand in hand like none other. But that being said, there we go. Last one that we're going to talk about are fractals. Actu- actual definition, a fractal. It's a complex geometric shape or pattern that displays self-similarity at various scales, exhibiting intrinsic detail and intricate detail, uh, regardless of the level of magnification. So it's when you look at a shape and you can actually see shapes within shapes within shapes within shapes, within shapes essentially. It's like, think about like the Triforce in Link. In Legend of Zelda. It's a triangle, but within that triangle are other triangles. That's essentially what a fractal is. Its definition, uh, etymologically, and its derivation, fractal derives from the Latin fractus, meaning broken and or fractured. Uh, It's coined from a guy that I forget the name of. um, It was, I think it's a French name. Mandelbrot, I think, is his last name. This term encapsulates, though, the enigmatic beauty of structures that break free from the linear constraints of Euclidean space. Its true essence lies in its defiance of traditional geometry as it reveals the profound interconnectedness of the universe's fabric through recursive self-similarity, an ever-revealing cascade of mathematical intricacy. Gotta love it patterns on patterns on patterns. In fact, that is what our world is. That's what language is. That's what Latin is. That's what life is. Look around. Patterns, patterns, patterns. In this whole thing, in the symphony of all the mathematics, in bringing it it all together, these terms are the notes that compose the harmonious melodies of intellectual exploration, bridging the This kind of chasm between abstract concepts and tangible understanding, right? These are abstract things that really are like kind of really highfalutin. That's why math is really hard for a lot of people. It's comp size, well, computer science. These things are different languages in itself and math itself is a different language outside of language itself. Each term carries within itself etymology, a tale of the minds that birthed it, and the concepts they sought to unveil, which invites us to ponder the intricate dance between symbols and the pro- profound truth that they all represent at the end of the day. With that being said, that's all I have for y'all. I hope you learned something new, and if you did, I would really appreciate some support, Hopping on, on over wherever you're listening to this right now, you can do a couple more thumbtavity taps and uh, give your boy some love if you uh, if your soul is moved to do so. But if your soul isn't, that's all good in the hood. I won't take offense to it. Thanks again, everybody. I hope you have a wonderful day. Tempocest to scattere.